fans it's matt warren editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of buffalo rumblings q a on the buffalo rumblings podcast network we've got a lot of nfl draft talk to get to as we have finally reached the 2022 nfl draft week this is our last show before that so we'll get into the sb nation community mock draft where each nfl blog makes the pick for their own NFL team, which means that we made the pick at 25. We are most of the way through the second round as well, so I'll give you some insights on that. But coming up after the draft, we're going to need your questions. So you can send those in at 716-508-0405. That's the voicemail and text line. 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsq&a. That's what the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Send your questions to the official Instagram or Facebook accounts for Buffalo Rumblings as well, and they'll eventually make their way to me this offseason as well. So as we get into the 2022 community mock draft. Uh, this pick was posted over at buffalorumblings.com on Monday morning. And so I'll talk through our process of how we came to the decision on who to take, but also what was happening during the first round. When we started the community mock draft, we started by looking at places or rather players we would consider trading up for. We had a conversation about Derek Stingley from LSU, the cornerback there. We had a conversation about Kyle Hamilton, the Notre Dame safety. We had a conversation about Daxon Hill, the Michigan safety, and just kind of figuring out like how far we might want to trade up in the 2022 NFL draft if we had that option. When Hamilton went off the board at third overall, that pretty much uh, slammed the door on that particular part of the conversation. And we looked around at the other kind of players that we might consider trading up for. Would we be willing to trade up for Kyler Gordon, the cornerback from Washington? Would we be willing to trade up for Jalen Petrie, the safety from Baylor? And we really came to the conclusion that we didn't feel like we needed to trade up. There were so many players that had first round grades that we didn't feel the need to move. When we got down into the mid to low teens, however, that kind of idea started to shift. I had my three advisors who um, always give me great draft feedback, um, give me their big boards. And so Dan Lavoy, Andrew Griffin, and Bruce Nolan, who all watch college football, who all are really invested in getting this draft stuff right, I had them send me big boards, uh, their top six or seven guys, and then I combined them into my own personal big board, like I said, when we got to that late teen stage. There was a run of wide receivers at 17, 18, and 19 in the SB Nation mock draft. The Chargers uh, picked Jameson Williams from Alabama. The Eagles picked Chris Olave from Ohio State. And the Saints picked Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. And so the top six wide receivers were off the board. And I said to my guys, like, is there a place where we should be looking to trade up? And they said, maybe now. Um, And so I started sending out some emails to 
the other SB Nation blogs that were picking ahead of the Bills to see if there was a trade that we could work out that was mutually beneficial. So between the big boards that those three guys shared with me and the trade-up options, here's where we kind of settled. There was only one guy on all three top five big boards from all three of Dan, Andrew, and Bruce. And it was Andrew Booth Jr., the Clemson cornerback. So with one guy on all three of those lists, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm willing to pull the trigger on this trade-up. So I reached out to the Pittsburgh Steelers blog at uh, Behind the Steel Curtain. And for pick 20, I offered pick number 25, the Bills' first-round pick, and then three day three picks, the fourth-round pick, the fifth-round pick, and the sixth-round pick for the Bills. So that means the Bills still have two day two picks in rounds two and three. Um, They still have their first-round pick, and they still have picks on day three, but already we know that the Bills aren't going to have enough spots for all of those draft picks to actually make this roster. So I figured that trading three of those picks to move up was going to be okay. We were still going to have enough bites at the apple. We were still going to be able to fill the roster. We wouldn't have to cut as many of our our draft picks and guys we really do want to keep. And so all along, I was like, okay, let's go with that consensus pick Andrew Booth. And I was actually a little bit surprised that the Steelers accepted our trade proposal. It's an undervaluing of that pick based on the Rich Hill, the Pat's Pulpit uh, draft trade chart and the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. Um, But I lowballed them on purpose. I'm not like married to Andrew Booth, the cornerback. I just kind of like him and he was our consensus top guy on the board. So we still have a pick in the second round and third round pick in the sixth round and seventh round we can still add the punter we need we can still add you know a wide receiver Uh, we can still add an interior offensive lineman we can still add like whoever we want at safety wherever you think that there's a bill's need tight end and we get the top cornerback we have on our board he's the fourth overall cornerback taken so we weren't able to actually complete that trade in the writer's mock trades aren't allowed but that was like the area that we figured we could do that with. So we emailed the, the, the Steelers, they agreed to a trade. We also emailed several other teams to see if they were interested in moving up. The, the Patriots denied our trade at 21. The Packers declined at 22. They have too many picks already. Um, the Cardinals said, as long as we take Booth they would make the trade. Uh, I offered them pick 25 and pick 130 in the fourth round to move up a couple spots to pick number 23. So that would have been another option. But I was just kind of seeing what the trade market would be because a lot of teams are looking to trade down, but not a lot of teams are looking to trade up. So I think that there's good value if you see one of your guys falling in order to trade up. So, When we get back from this quick break, I'm going to explain to you what actually happened in the first round of the 2022 NFL Writers Mock. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. Thanks for sticking with me through the break. 
Because trades aren't allowed in the SB Nation writer's mock, we had to stay pat at 25. And luckily for us, Andrew Booth landed all the way at pick 25, where we were able to make our selection without giving up all of those day three picks. So now we're still able to maneuver in other rounds of the draft. Say they wanted to move up into the third round, they can now package a fourth and fifth round pick to move up into the third round because we didn't have to use that on a trade. So let's go through why I think Andrew Booth is a good candidate for the Buffalo Bills. And I know I said last year that the Buffalo Bills don't value the cornerback two position. They wouldn't take a second cornerback in the first round. It doesn't make any sense. You know, Brandon Bean is signing Levi Wallace for one and a half million dollars. He's signing Josh Norman for six million dollars. They like to go with like Vontae Davis. They like to go that veteran route, Kevin Johnson. Like you can go down that whole list of everything that Brandon Bean has done since he's got to the Bills, bringing in that low cost veteran option to play opposite of the stud, Tredavious White. But I also think like Brandon Bean didn't use void years on contracts until he started doing void years on contracts. You know, he didn't start using option bonuses in contracts until he started using option bonuses on contracts. I think this, it makes so much sense this year in particular to use a premium pick on that second cornerback position um, because of the cost control aspect of it for the next four seasons. You can get a super cheap cornerback for the next four seasons and a fifth season at a reasonable contract if you go with a cornerback in the first round or the second round. I'll, I'll be okay if they spend a second or third round pick on a cornerback. But right now, I think it's the biggest hole on their roster. Tredavious White was injured in November, on, at the end of November. A normal nine to 10 month return time for Tredavious White to come back from his ACL injury would be the end of August or the end of September. Right now they have Dane Jackson and nobody at cornerback, Saran Neal maybe, I, mean, I guess. So they don't really have an option they have $10 million in cap space, but they haven't really used that to address the cornerback position. So I would have expected them to add a veteran piece if they were going to do that. At that second cornerback spot, if they draft Andrew Booth, like we have advocated for here, he can come in and play opposite of Dane Jackson for a month and then go back to the bench when Tredavious White is healthy which is where the Bills want their rookies. They want rookies to be rotational pieces. They want rookies to be learning the system. They don't want rookies in the lineup. And you can go back to every single rookie they've had over the last, I don't know, since Tremaine Edmonds started every game for them as rookie. They don't like putting their rookies in right off the bat and having them play a significant number of stats. You know, Greg Rousseau was rotational. Um, you know, AJ Epines was certainly rotational as their second round pick the year before. Like you just go and look through their history. They don't like playing rookies that much. So bringing in Andrew Booth to come in for one month until Tredavious White is healthy and then send him back to the bench to learn, uh, compete with Dane Jackson as the corner, second cornerback, I think just makes a lot of sense for what the Bills like to do. So you add that cost control aspect, you add the Tredavious White injury aspect, you add the he can go to the bench and learn aspect. And I think it just makes so much sense. 
with the age of the safeties as well. You've got Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde entering the final years of their career. So you bring along this cornerback to kind of balance out the scales as the Bills move on from those safeties. Now you have you know significant investment in other areas of your secondary to kind of cover up for the fact that you know, you might be breaking in a pair of new starting safeties over the next two seasons. And so it gives you a little bit more leeway to do that. Um, it just, it, it makes too much sense in so many ways. So yeah, I know I said I would never take a cornerback high for the Bills. Brandon Bean has shown he doesn't value it. Sean McDermott has shown he doesn't value it. And that's still true. But I just think so many of the roster building aspects of it line up and he was our only consensus pick at the at the position of 25 overall so we went with Andrew Booth Jr. I've seen him mock to the Bills in a lot of other places for a lot of the same reasons that I just went over then we turned the corner to the second round of the SB Nation writers mock and at the end of my first round article, I said, I'm going to look for an offensive weapon in the second round. Wide receiver, tight end, running back, whatever it happens to be. Through the first 50 picks in the SB Nation writer's mock, there have been 11 wide receivers taken. Another one was taken a few picks later. So now that the Bills are almost on the clock, 13. No, 12 wide receivers have been taken and no running backs have been taken. So I, as a GM, would much rather take the top running back on my board than the 13th wide receiver on my board. I still think it's too early for any of the tight end prospects. Even though Trey McBride came off the board at pick number 47 at the tight end position. So still, looking at the big board, the, the players that are available right now, all three of my advisors, Dan Lavoy, Andrew Griffin, and Bruce Nolan, and I are in agreement. Um, I think this is a prime target for the Bills to actually trade up and get running back Brees Hall from Iowa State. We're starting to hear media buzz, especially at the national level, that the Bills are really interested or really in love with Brees Hall. Uh, he's a good pass-catching back out of the backfield. I mean, there's people that are mocking him to the Bills at pick number 25 right now. So Brandon Bean said he would be willing to take a running back in the first round, that they've had multiple running backs with first-round grades. Um, Brees Hall would add a dynamic to this offense that it doesn't have. I think it's a great pick in the second round, even if they have to trade up to get it. Brandon Bean has shown a willingness to trade up in the second round or the third round to get players that he sees that are falling that have high grades. So if he has a first round grade on Brees Hall, you could see him moving up to say pick 50 by trading his, let's just throw out the fourth round pick plus pick 57 to move up to pick, I don't know, 48 or 47 uh, to get Brees Hall who might be falling a little bit further than Brandon Bean anticipated. So then the Bills would walk out of the first two rounds with a new pass catching, running back, offensive threat. They'd walk out with a cornerback and, you know, solidifying that position. And then in the third round, they could start focusing on tight end, um, 
they could focus on interior offensive line and get a little bit more of the value for positions that they covet and positions that they think are important as opposed to say you know drafting an offense uh, an interior offensive lineman in the first round which they have not shown the propensity to do they haven't drafted an offensive lineman um, ahead of the fifth round um, in the entire time Brandon Bean has been in Buffalo so they just haven't shown value for that position um, I know that I used precedent to talk about why they are why they wouldn't draft an offensive guard but then I said earlier that they haven't valued this cornerback two position so it feels like I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth but I hope I made the case for CB2 in the first round and now into the third fourth and fifth rounds they can start using um, picks on some of those depth positions they still have picks to add a punter they still have picks to address all of the needs that they have uh, even after the trade up for Brees Hall in the second round so that's the SB Nation NFL writer's mock in a nutshell. Um, we would have been interested in trading up for Andrew Booth, but with the number of guys on our roster, we could sit back and wait for him to fall to pick number 25, then turn around in the second round and trade up for a guy like Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. Hopefully you liked our mock draft. All of our NFL draft coverage is pinned right to the top over at buffalorumblings.com. Make sure you go over there and check out all of that by clicking on the link. Uh, subscribe to our podcast channel. There's a lot more draft content coming your way. Um, they're going to be going live after round three of the NFL draft on Friday night. Um, Bruce and uh, Nate doing food for thought after the third round of the 2022 NFL draft. We'll have coverage on after night one as well. So make sure you go check all of that stuff out on our podcast network, on our vidcast network over at youtube.com slash Buffalo rumblings. There's just so many ways for you to get great coverage from us here at Buffalo rumblings, whether you prefer it in your ears, uh, reading it or uh, on video chat. So as always, send in your questions for next week's episode, especially now that we'll have some brand new players to talk about. 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsq&a on Twitter. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can email us buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Send us Facebook or Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumblings uh, accounts, and those will eventually make their ways to me. If you like what you heard in our podcast today make sure you tell a friend about it um, help spread the word it really helps us get our numbers up thanks for listening good luck brandon bean and go bills